there are many non-negotiable topics for content in children's ministry. What am I saying? This week we are talking about the kind of things that we want our children to know as they transition from children's ministry as elementary students into the youth group as middle and high school students. What an important transition. Listen, next-gen leaders must have a strategic plan on this kind of content that we are teaching our children. Because, for many reasons, but one of the main ones is because they may not be getting this biblical worldview at home. And so the next-gen leader plays a crucial role of faith development in elementary and teenage youth. I mean, we've seen the research, right? Look at this research from One Hope on parents who revealed that just 15% of U.S. Christian parents said that their most important parenting goal is to pass down the faith that they have, that their faith, their values, onto their children. 15% saw faith development as important. Listen, you've heard the widely published stats that say 65% of the grandparents in our generation and 32% of the children and 19% of the millennials and only 4% of Gen Z have a biblical worldview. Well, that's not getting any better. Uh, look at some of the stats. The biggest influence for AlphaGen is YouTube stars and how they would much rather become a YouTube or social media influencer than the President of the United States. We've heard this data coming out in generations in this loss of the biblical worldview from 65% in the grandparents to 4% in Gen Z teenagers today. And we know that the statistics are not getting any better when it comes to Alpha Gen and elementary kids today. As a matter of fact, what we're finding is that this new generation is only worsening when it comes to biblical worldview. The early statistics are showing about the same percentage, between 2 and 4% biblical worldview in Alpha Gen. So whatever we've been doing and the emphasis that we've been placing on this generation coming up isn't helping. Look at the early stats. According to the most recent American Worldview Inventory, the AWI, American Worldview Inventory, 67% of U.S. parents and uh, of preteens have only a 2% biblical worldview. Here's another stat. Four in five elementary kids today watch content on their TV every single day. 70% watch TV programming several times a day. And AlphaGen could reach, listen to this number, two billion globally in the next two years. The largest generation in human history. 50% of AlphaGen will earn a college degree. AlphaGen will be the most diverse generation that we've ever seen. Not just the largest, but the most diverse. And the majority of Alpha Gen will have had no connection to the church. And what does this tell us? It tells us that we are producing the largest generation who will be disconnected to the church. 
man, the social media and the influence of media is so real for them. You know, how about Ryan? Ryan Kaji, right? Ryan's world, billions of views on YouTube and a supposed income of $26 million in uh, 2020. Listen, the influence is massive and billions of viewers, right? Being influenced by, by and being taught by influencers. So where do we fit in? How about the next spiritual influencers for next gen? Who are those? Well, let me help you out. Here are five non-negotiables that I recommend for every children's ministry to capture the attention of Alpha Gen. Number one, spiritual formation and discipleship. Things like prayer and worship and the scriptures and the Ten Commandments and the Holy Spirit and generosity and honoring our parents. All of these kind of things are a must. Every children's ministry must have these goals in mind, must have this content in mind. The kind of things that we are teaching our children are going to leave them with a biblical worldview or without a biblical worldview. Here's a quick assessment. Instead of meetings, uh, you know, meaningless games, how about trying sword drills where students are learning how to look up Bible verses or even playing Bible trivia and question type challenges or sending home our content to parents and guardians who may not even be in church, who could follow up and be influenced by what their children are learning from us, right? Very simple, easy ways for discipleship. Number two, what's important for us as next-gen leaders is a parent and home relationship. What is the role of children's ministry toward the parents, toward the home, the setting where the kids come from? There must be a symbiotic relationship between the church and the home. How often are we meeting with parents one-on-one or in group settings, right? A successful children's ministry has a great relationship ethic. Okay, listen to it this way. Let me explain it. Good children's ministry know the names of their students. Great children's ministries know the names and the stories of their students. But an elite children's ministry knows the names, the stories, and the family of our students. They're involved in that relational capital at home. Here's a quick assessment for that. You could strategize about the communication and the resources and the relationship, the crisis care and the counseling and the involvement of the next-gen ministry and the home, right? Take inventory of that. Hey, number three, an important concept is the relational ministry of the leader and the students and the children. Ministry is all about relationships. Even in children's ministry, the level of respect and integrity and common sense regulations built into a next-gen children's ministry can assist in building a great relationship between the leaders and the students in the ministry. So listen, here's here's a question. Do you as the pastor or leader, and do your volunteers know the names, know the stories, know the family setting of your children? It can be very easy 
to miss that. And then listen to this too. Are we spending more time on the presentation and preaching and teaching than we are on relationship building and conversations? Man, so many important things to think about. Great children's ministries know the names and the stories and the family setting of, uh, of, of our children and, and where they're coming from, right? It helps you in the behavior and understanding why a student is the way they are. All right, listen, number four. One of the most important contents that we must be dealing with is identity. We must teach children the sanctity of gender, the sanctity of marriage, and the sanctity of sex. We know they are getting this content from their peers, right, and from culture, but they must be getting it from their home and their spiritual leaders. Children must understand who they are from the standpoint of the scriptures before they understand who they are from the standpoint of culture that they live in. We've done a lot of work on this topic, and if you want to get more resources, just search, search the website, go to the blog and you, under sexuality, and you'll find a ton of helpful information on that. Listen, number five, apologetics. How do we prepare children to share their faith? If we're going to have a good, a great, an elite children's ministry, I believe that we must help our children share their faith. And I think that will happen if the faith that they have is valuable to them. A faith that has been deeply felt and understood is much easier to share. We may need to do some conversational, transitional statements, right? In some one-on-one -on -one real life scenarios, some role playing with our, with our children and how they can share their faith. Those are the kind of practical things that would take this meaningful, faith that has changed their life, even as an elementary kid, so that they value what has been going on in their life and help them to share that with their, with their uh, peers and their friends. When our young people have an early adoption of their faith, okay, when children have an early adoption of their faith, it is much easier for them to share their faith. A valued faith is a shared faith, right? And if my faith doesn't mean anything to me, if, it does, if it's not valuable to me, I'm not going to spend it. Here's some questions. Are children getting saved in the, in the children's ministry? We should be talking about that. The best way to get children sharing their faith is to make sure that they are, are seeing that happen in the corporate setting. And that if they see that faith, if they see that faith being shared in children responding to it, it will be much easier for them to share their faith outside of that corporate setting at church, in their school or in their neighborhood, right? Listen, finally, I remember this great quote from the civil rights activist, Frederick Douglass. And let me give this to you. Let me remind you of this. Frederick Doug Douglass said, I've learned that it is much easier and cheaper to build strong children than it is to fix broken adults. Pretty remarkable, huh? Having a strategy of children's ministry is very important. It may not be some of these things that I mentioned. Maybe, maybe this is not the content that you want, but what are your non-negotiables? What is the non-negotiable content that you want included in your children's ministry? Very important question to ask. 
Thank you for joining us again this week. Listen, go back over these things and think about the kind of content that you are sharing and that you are strategizing in your children's ministry because we are raising a generation, Alpha Gen, who are being raised without a, dis, without a connection to the church and they are disconnected to theology and to faith. So the kind of things that we are doing right now at this early stage of their life is preparing them for the next stage of their life as teenagers, right? Again, thanks for joining us. Get me back on this. Send us, let us know what some of your content is that you're using in children's ministry. We'll put it up and we'll post that. Listen, you know how to find us. Go to the link tree. All you gotta do is hit the link tree where you can watch this on our YouTube channel, read this at our website and the man, uh, on the, where the manuscript will be posted or listen to us on the iTunes podcast. Have a great week. <laughs>